damn, my head and my neck are still hurting. Did you hear about what what happened last a few Dude, days ago? No, what happened? This guy. I, I didn't even know what happened until he was telling me. He was, like, rubbing his head and acting all weird. And I'm, like, staring at him. <laughs> so we went to a house. We went to a house, and we're walking away. And um, luckily I have a hat on, and I got my sunglasses on. And there's this tree in the front yard. So I'm, like, deciding I'm going to just duck underneath. There's a big, huge like that size branch, big branch off the tree. And I'm like, I'm just going to duck underneath it and walk underneath it. Well, I'm misjudged. I don't know what <laughs> And I'm walking at a fast pace, and I hit it square with my head, and I heard my neck pop, and it, like, pop, pop, pop. And it knocked me down on the ground. It made me woozy a little bit. Sam got knocked out. By a tree, by a stationary <laughs> object. Awesome. That's a mean tree, dude. It was a mean tree. So, I go to De- <laughs> so I'm going to Derek and like, did you not just see what happened to me? I didn't even see it. I had just got in my truck. Oh. We just loaded this oh, stuff up. Oh, man. So I was like getting in, put my seatbelt on, all that stuff. I guess as I was doing that, this dude gets knocked out by a tree branch, bro. And I'm like looking for some like <laughs> sympathy or something. I'm like, did you not just see what happened? He's like, no. I was like, it was right there. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty dumb. You would have found dumb. out after a minute if you would have been on the ground. I was looking like, for a knot. I didn't see a knot. I'm like, what is going on, man? I'm so confused right now. Time but. I ever got hit by a branch and <laughs> lost. That wasn't moving. It wasn't moving. Yeah, no. you just walked completely. Right yeah, it. like a six inch thick branch, man. Yeah, <laughs> we all have moments like that. I guess. <laughs> Definitely one of mine. Real talk. Welcome to the episode. I'm Derek. I'm Shay. I'm Sam. And we're pumped to bring you a special guest today. Good member of the community. Good dude. Cody, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Go ahead and Appreciate introduce it. yourself, brother. Yeah, I mean, my name's Cody. I uh, work right now with ADT Security Services, and I've uh, lived in Amarillo since uh, 2017. So it's, it's been good, man. Glad to be here. Amarillo's a good place. Awesome to have you, man. So tell us a little bit about... Who Cody is, man? What's your story? Where'd you come from? All that good stuff. Man, so like I said, moved here in 2017. Um, Before that, I lived in New Mexico and spent most of my adult life as a police officer up to that point. What? Um, No kidding. See there? See there? Yeah, Yeah, 20 years right here at APD. Okay. I didn't do 20 years, but we won't talk about how old we are. I don't want to get kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I did a little less than four. Um, most of it was in New Mexico, and then I came to Texas and did about a year and a half before we got out. Okay. Um, loved every minute of it. Um, really missed the work. Um, transitioned over to ADT. Um, actually, I, I did that because we got offered an internship at Hillside Christian Church. And then COVID happened, and just like COVID does, shut down everything, right? Right. So we were like, no job, no house. Nowhere to go, nowhere to, no plan. And um, ADT, I had a friend that worked there, and she called me and was like, hey, uh, the girl that was here actually passed away, um, so we need a replacement. Do you want to you come back? And, of course, I was interested, and I've been back ever since. So That is wild, man. In a nutshell, that's kind of where it's at, man. I grew up in a super small town. Um, there's probably more people 
in the mall at any given time, <laughs> even when it's closed, um, than there are in the town that I grew up in. So um, it's it, it was kind of a culture shock coming to this big city, but yeah. it's it's been a good change. So met some good people like Shay and you and now Sam. So it's been good. Dude, that's awesome. So grew up small town, small town USA in New Mexico. Been in uh, as a police officer. Came here, went through a hard dude. How like, how long were y'all? Like, okay, we well, we we're here in Amarillo. Yeah, what do yeah. we do? Plan um, just changed, like, man. So that was that was a lot, <laughs> like all at once. And uh, we were like, do we go? Do we go back to law enforcement? Do, what what do we do? We felt God called us out of that. Like, what direction do we go? And um, just kind of one of those moments of like, okay, we got we got a choice to make. We're gonna do it and. I just, I mean, I would have, I mean, washed windows for at the intersection if I had to, but um, it just worked out. Or, I mean, God's provision does that, man. It just shows up when mm-hmm. you need it the most, and um, it just did. I mean, so that's so crazy. It was about a, to answer your question, it was probably about a month or so of being stuck in that limbo period of what are we going to do we gonna now? Do? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it all kind of fell into place. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. Something you hit on was um, that I love is you know, you felt God calling you out of that. Sure, yeah. So you probably could have chosen to go back. Absolutely, yeah. What kept you moving forward? Man, I just, like I said, I loved every bit of law enforcement. I still love every bit, everything about it. Um, I just felt that God needed, um, just pulled me out of that, out in, in a different direction. And um, I still love people. I still want to show up for people in their darkest times, um, just not in that context. I love that, dude. I love that. So you're in Amarillo. You go back to ADT. Yeah. What? Okay. What? Tell us about ADT, man. Like, what? What do you do at ADT? What are some of the services you provide? Yeah. Um, what do you love about it? All the things, man. Man, I I really enjoy it because I mean the Constitution words it really beautifully that everyone has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? And law enforcement was the same thing. We secured people's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I still do the same thing, just in a different way. Mm. Um, and if you ask about like services that ADT provides, I mean, an alarm system at its core is pretty much the same. It really doesn't matter who, what company it comes from. Burglar breaks in, alarm goes off, cops show up, right? That's a yep. simple three-step equation. Right. Um, what sets ADT apart is uh, we've been in it for longer than really anybody else. We've been in it for almost 150 years oh. doing the alarm type security, armored car, that sort of business. Um, we own, I think it's now seven out of our own call centers. So each one of those call centers gets an average of 22,000 calls per day. So the really the biggest difference is... Insane. Yeah, and each one of those has to be ans- answered and responded to within 60 seconds, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. You're getting 22,000 of them a day. That's <laughs> wild. Um, and it's, it, I mean... Really, the biggest thing that sets us apart is we control the process from start to finish. So you're dealing with an ADT employee from point of sale, which is me, to install, to service, to when your alarm goes off in the middle of the night, you're still talking to an ADT employee. We don't outsource any level of our um, process. Now, we do have the dealer network, which is which is completely different, but on the side that I work for, that's how our system goes. Does that answer your question? No, mm-hmm. that helps a lot yeah. because... I mean, you broke it down in its simplest forms, what you do, what you're providing. Um, now, within that, sure, tons of ranges of products, yeah. tons of ranges of features, all those things, right? Yeah. 
Um, but I, I love that. So you kept your mission intact with being called out of police work and coming into ADT. Yes, sir. What's it been like from the moment you said, yep, let me go here to today? Uh, tough. <laughs> um, man, I tell, I, so I'm, I'm on the, one of the trainers for ADT now, and I tell them all the time, your first year is really going to be brutal. And it is. I mean, you're doing old school door knocking, which I hate every minute of that, and really have nothing. And so, obviously, there's a gradual progression that occurs. And um, so, now, I mean, now it's really good. I love it. But the first two years probably were pretty brutal because nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows what you do. You don't get mm-hmm. to have conversations like this yeah. until you build up some credibility in the community. So. I love that. We teach and talk to agents all the time, right, in the first yeah. year about doing exactly that. How do you get your name out there in the first year of an entrepreneurial business or a small business or yeah. anything else that you're starting? So yeah. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Man, and I think the key has been, yes, ADT is a $6 billion company, but that touch doesn't necessarily always work in West Texas with the demographic of people that we're dealing with. So I run it like it's mine. Right. You know, like I have interactions with people like it's like it is my business. Yep. And when I when I went through that paradigm shift of oh, I'm just working for a company to no, this is my livelihood. My income drastically increased, mm-hmm. my referrals drastically increased, e- everything really went up. And I just my my quality of life, I guess, my and my enjoyment in the work I was doing, it drastically increased as well. I love so, that. What was that process like? Like, what were all of the things, all the steps that you took to get your name out there? Oh, dude. Um, so, first was just the traditional, I call it ground pounding. Like, you go out in the middle <laughs> of the heat on the Saturday and just the knock pavement. on people's doors right. and get the door slammed in your face like 150 times, right? That's probably number one. The other one is just having conversations like this and building relationships where um, you have networking groups like BNI, that sort of thing, but also showing up in the community wearing an ADT logo. Like, that's a big deal because just like in y'all's industry, like, people, I mean, people don't know who you are. They're not going to buy a house with you. Yep. You know what I mean? And people haven't seen you as something. They're not going to trust you. And I found that whenever I'm sitting at those events just having conversations about the Texas Rangers and the Dallas Cowboys, and then I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, I also work for ADT. If you need something, here's my business card. Mm-hmm. That made people so much more comfortable with calling me because I had a friendship with them at that point, not yeah. just a business relationship. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I tell people all the time that to be good at sales, you have to be bad at sales and good at relationship. Because oh, wow. when you chase dollar signs, people are gonna, people are going to smell it. Yep. The the cliche term is commission breath like right. you start you start chasing the dollar signs people are like oh use car salesman vibe i don't want to talk to you mm-hmm. and whenever you're like hey man how's your how's your family how are how are things like man i heard there was break-ins in your, on your street recently like it's probably got you a little stressed out right now and then you get to lead in the conversation like hey dude i i just want to be a resource for you because especially for me i have a really unique set of experience to say i can answer pretty much any question you have. If not, I know people that are either out of law enforcement or still in law enforcement that can answer the question in a better way than I can. So does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I love, dude, That's he touched good. on so many golden nuggets there. <laughs> yes. like, Things we talk about a lot. A lot. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, dude, perfect. okay. I'm like, he's one of us. <laughs> Let's break this down. We're bringing in some previous episode stuff here. So in some of the previous episodes we've had, we've, we've talked about how to get started in business. You brought up almost literally every step of how to <laughs> get started much. in business. The other thing that you did was lead with relationships. Your exact words would be bad at sales, good at relationships. I love that because that's what we also teach. 
the other thing is is we talked about too how to kind of like provide a different level of service and, and experience that people can't get anywhere else right well yeah. your previous law enforcement so who better to talk to a homeowner about security than you yeah yep. and and man, i love that and, and that's that's kind of a good point that you bring that up because i don't like to push hey i used to be a cop like right because that makes me just look pompous you know what right. i mean and but if i get in those conversations where i build that i have that relationship capital with somebody yep. and then i can say hey listen i'm i'm answering you this question and this way because i have this experience right. and that goes from making me look like a jerk to legitimizing the information that i'm giving them i love so. that so you're leading with relationships leaning on that person's wants and needs exactly to then once you have that relationship capital built be able to provide them with resources and tools exactly and then ask for referrals which is what you also mentioned right yeah, absolutely shay literally hit on this in one of our previous episodes <laughs> in that exact order yep like to a T. So I love <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. So you're doing everything your first year. You're, you're brand new. You're knocking doors. You're having conversations. What were, because you had to at some point be like, we all get this way in, in business, right? And entrepreneurs, business owners, like, this is hard. You kept going. Yeah. Um, what made you not quit? Man, I mean, I, I had, um, I've had some of those moments like, Last week of like, <laughs> like this is hard. Just, like just before I came yeah, here, <laughs> you should have been there like yesterday, man. Like <laughs> those moments just don't go away. Like and like the cliche is like you have to identify your why and like why yeah. are you doing what you're doing. And I mean, my my wife and in our life that we live is my why. I mean, we get to we have a lot of flexibility through ADT. I mean, my my schedule is. It's pretty much non-existent now <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, mm -hmm. I tell everybody, I joke and say I usually take lunch every day from 12 to about 4.30. <laughs> um, but it's just because I, I, the, I've invested so much in a relationship yeah. that my referral business is really strong right now. But yeah. um, Which, how nice is that? To, oh, to be able to be in a space. Right. Because I, th I think that's such an important note, right, for people to understand and know is – when you put in the work and you do things the right way and you build relationships the mm -hmm. right way and you truly have a heart of service, mm -hmm. there is a level where you can have a flexibility and quality of time yeah. to where you can schedule around your priorities. We talk about this in, in a bunch of clinics we put on about prioritizing your schedule around the things in your life that are important to you. Yep. And it's nice to hear another business owner say, yeah, like I have flexibility with this. Like I, I'm to the point where referrals are coming in. We've built relationship we're established i just wanted to point that out because yeah. i think that's important for people to hear that yes it is achievable by the average everyday small town like yeah. you know it's out there you can do it well i mean like a lot of my business is driven like around technology like all of it pretty much and what i've found is a lot of people don't want to hear about the technology side they just want to know is it going to work or is it not and are you going to lie to me or are you not yeah so, I mean, my dad's 56 years old. He doesn't really like his iPhone, but he does it, and he texts with Siri. That's the only way he he responds to it. Hey, Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. I need you to. Cyrus. So, she ain't working. <laughs> man, I started, I started turning around from, from being like, oh, I got to know all this product. I got to know what I'm talking about. I got to have all these details. I just explain everything like I do to my 56-year-old dad. And people are like, I trust this guy. He's not giving, blowing smoke at me. And then, it, I mean, the rest of it's just gravy at that point. That's related. Uh, dude, that's real estate tips too. Mm -hmm. Don't overcomplicate mm -hmm. it. Make it easy. Go into a conversation. You know, if whether you're brand new today or you're ten years in the business, yeah. Build trust. Keep it simple. Talk to him like a fifty-six-year-old dad. Yep. 
Okay, so my question, I got one, is I'm, I'm imagining that, you know, people, your clientele are most worried about, or they're probably their biggest um, reason for having y'all is for break-ins, right? They're worried about a break-in, mm-hmm. either, either while they're at home or while they're gone from business or at home. What other things do they talk about? Well, like, what other things that y'all provide or what other um, things that they, are they worried about? That's actually that's a really good question because uh, lately we've had a lot of um, people stealing stuff off the porch. That's a big question that I get. Um, we have a lot okay. of people that have teenagers sneaking out in the middle of the night, so they were more concerned about keeping teenagers in the house and keeping people from breaking in uh-huh. into the house. Uh-huh. Dad you fears know. right there. Yeah, exactly. Woo. And um, number three, honestly, there's a lot of people that with the economy that we're living uh, with the economy that we're living in right now. With insurance rates going up, yep. people are looking for every way that they can to get the discount on their homeowner's insurance. Yep. So also oh, it decreases homeowner's yeah, insurance. Yeah, absolutely. Oh so, uh, and people ask me all the time for like a specific percentage on what that discount is, and that varies by carrier, but it's anywhere from 15 to, I've seen it go all the way up to 30%. So it can be pretty drastic. So those are really the three in addition to the break-ins of calls that I get. People are just had a car get somebody shaking door handles in the middle of the night, want to watch their cars in the driveway. So you have a camera, system. A camera I, system. Yeah, we do. So we just partnered with Google about a year and a half ago. So all of our equipment outside of the security space is manufactured by Google. So our cameras, doorbells, uh, thermostats, pretty much everything that we do automation-wise is all a Google product. Okay. Um, and then I, I'm in kind of a unique space because I do both residential and small business level uh, customers mm-hmm. so we can do the google stuff this obviously the security system that's the bread and butter and then we have the home automation so we do uh light controls thermostats you control your temperature from your phone which is really nice i have one in my house and um and then on the small business side we do the access controls cctv fire protection all, all the intrusion stuff as well so does that answer your question uh yeah 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 um i'm just thinking too like um you know if people if if it, if it goes off do they because you're saying that with adt unlike the other services you, you you have a call center and um it's not outsourced any any time so yeah. it's does your do people if the alarm goes off let's say the alarm goes off right in the house where where would you where's the control panel and or would, where do you recommend the control panel be? And then how do, do can people talk to a live person? Because I've seen that like on TV yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, can they talk to a live person there? Yes. yes. With y'all? So there is, to answer your first question of where's the control panel, we typically recommend that we put that in just inside the door that you're going to use most often. Biggest reason for that is you don't want to open the door and then have to run across the house to turn uh, the yeah, alarm off. I know that here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. But, and then if the alarm goes off, yeah, there's going to be an agent that comes across the, the, I mean, audio on the keypad, just like a speakerphone. And they're going to say, hey, everything okay? If they don't make contact with you or they hear like an assault occurring inside the house or someone that's not supposed to be there, stuff breaking, that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. then we're just going to dispatch somebody. Okay. So um, there's that form of, mod- of uh, notification that occurs. And then in addition to that, you can set up to four emergency contacts and we'll call those people in whatever order you designate. So, mm-hmm. for example, at my house, I get a call if the alarm goes off. They try to call me. If they can't get a hold of me, then they call Canyon Police Department, then my wife, then my father-in-law, then my dad. 
Gotcha. So does that, make, does that mm-hmm. give you a little more clarity? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. Chuck Norris an option? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a premium option. So that's an upgrade. So that's premium level service. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's the platinum package. There. Yeah, for you, Derek. Though I, I'll work a deal for you. See, so, dude, this yeah. dude right here, man. He's so hasta Eskimo. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. Okay, so dude, you're rocking and rolling, man. You you got here in Amarillo. You got your business going. Your referral based business now. Yep. What's next, brother? Man, you know, like I told you, I mean, I'm kind of a little psychotic today. I mean, I'm like the the energizer bunny on speed. Like, um, <laughs> like one job is not enough for me. Like, I'm like, I got to do something else. Like, I got like three hours a day that I don't do anything with. So, um, I uh, my wife and I started going to the church at Bushland in February of 2023. What year? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And, uh so and we started hanging out, and uh, the lead pastor over there was like, hey, dude, like, I think you'd be really good to, like, help lead our, our youth ministry. And I was like, okay. Like, didn't come out here looking for that. Didn't wasn't seeking that. But, uh, I mean, again, God's provision is pretty cool when it shows up. And um, so then they offered to pay me to lead student ministry, and I'm like, bro, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, <laughs> if you're going to pay me, I'm not going to tell you no. And um, so – Anyway, so we're going to do that. He's um, like, yes, my four hours of lunch with my yeah. wife. We got money, more money yes. coming in for four-hour lunchtime. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, three and a half of that is I've got to take a nap every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so anyway, yeah, we're doing that, um, and we'll start that. Actually, uh, next week will be my first day um, getting ready for uh, Wednesday, starting kicking off Wednesday night student ministry on August 30th. I'm so excited for you, man. It's going to be cool. So excited, yeah, dude. It's going to be cool. Excited for our youth. We go to the same church. Yep. Yeah. I'm so excited for that, man. Awesome. Pumped, pumped. Yeah, it's going to be spot. cool. So there's that. And then August 18th, um, I'm going to also be a full-time college student. So <laughs> I'm going to have two full-time jobs and be a full-time college student. So man. you might need to talk to me in a year, and I might have, like, all gray hair or something, but it'll be good. <laughs> all right, dude. So here's what's crazy. You're getting ready this fall to have, like, three major things going on. Yeah. What are you doing to get prepared for that? Um. Praying, <laughs> my man. <laughs> um, Step one, that's good, dude. I mean, it, it's like I mean, the Navy SEALs say it. The only easy day was yesterday. Like anything worth accomplishing is not going to be easy. I mean, so am I like stressed out about it? Like, yeah, a little bit, but like, it's going to be worth it at the end. So I'm just like, hey, let's take this one day at a time and and and, and eat this thing one bite at a time, and we're going to get it done. So I love that, man. Am I, I doing anything like to? big to prepare like no i'm just focusing on the free time i have now because i'm not going to have it in a month so i love that man so with your flexibility and what you do with adt and you're getting ready to take on um youth ministry is that right yes sir so you're getting ready to be youth minister and then you're also getting ready to go back to school full-time correct what it have have you looked ahead of like what is my schedule going to look like every day (laughs) yeah um Break that down a little bit, man. What does that look like? Dude, so, I mean, it... The like, co- how can somebody <laughs> take on three major things in their life and schedule that, get priorities? Like, talk about that, man. Just any of it, all of it. So, you have to be aggressively defensive of the time that you... I mean, when you, when you set something, you have to defend it. And, I mean, I'm aggressive about the time with my wife and the time with my family. And, and when, you, when you prioritize that first, then you give room for everything else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Shay knows it. Him and I've been friends for a long time. Like, family time is huge, 
And if you don't protect that, someone's going to violate it. And sometimes you're the one that violates it. And um, so, I mean, I, <laughs> Jeff was calling me about the job and, and I was like, hey, dude, I'm in Florida for a week. Like, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> like I love you, but I don't want to talk to you right now. And Jeff, you're putting a little smoke in my chili. Yeah, oh, like, man. you need to calm down, man. Like, I, I get it, but, like, you're a little too energetic for me right now. Like, I'm in Florida. Leave me alone. I'm here with Mickey Mouse. And, uh, <laughs> like, but just stuff like that. Like, it, and the reason why I'm that way is because, if, it, like I said, I'm the, I'm the first one to violate that. Yeah. And if I say, I mean, because I love people, man. Like, I, I'll do anything for anybody. And I'll, 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 I'll spend time investing in, in, in anybody. And I'll say yes to whatever people need. And if I don't start saying no to myself, that line's just going to move further and further and further away. So that's that's priority number one. Is I just I mean I've already done it in my Google Calendar. I've I've gone through and I've blocked off time. Like this is not going to change. And then in addition to that, I mean it's just most of my work for, with ADT can be done by from a laptop, and so that makes it really easy. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not chained to an office. Um, so. The cool part will be is at the church, I have an office, and that I can do both church stuff and ADT stuff. So during the day, it's not really going to be that bad. Um, the biggest thing is just at night, carving out that time for the family and then for the for the school stuff. So I love that because you brought up a point in not just also prioritizing your family. Like you said, be aggressive with defending your priority. I love that. We talk about that a lot. The second thing I think that's important too is as you're going through – daily life there's always interferences right there's always like these dynamic things that pop in in life and i love that if you're defending your priority no matter what's popping up that's not changing Mm -hmm. the other thing is um being able to do there's because there's things that pop up that are the good that are good things but then there's things that are the right thing Mm -hmm. and i think as as leaders um you know leading families leading people around us etc i think that's the one thing that's important too is learning how to go from saying yes and no to good things versus the right things mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. i think you brought that point up about defending that with your family and your priority and that's how you can know how to defend and say no to something good versus what's right i love that yeah i mean in, point. the the key to that in my opinion is like for example someone comes and says hey can i meet with you about x y and z you validate the need for that person to talk to you and then you say but this is the time that i have then you give them the option. Then you're not just blowing them off, yeah. yep. but you're validating it, validating them as a, as a person and validating the need that they're expressing to you. But then you say, this is what I have available. And, and I mean, I've done that a lot. I've, I've never had a negative response to that. Yep. I mean, you give people the option after validating what they're saying. Yep. They can't really say you did anything wrong. I love so. that, man. I love that. So what are you looking forward to this fall the most of all, all of the stuff? <laughs> um, man, I just – like I said earlier, I love I love the life that I have. Um, love the friends that I have. Um, looking forward to giving Shay's son a little bit more sugar and sending him home. Well, I, um, can't wait I ordered a drum set on Amazon for him, so that that'll be coming here pretty soon. There we go. Dude, we were over there the other night, right? And Nash was knocking stuff over, and I said, "Hey, man, listen, we're gonna make a mess, and then Lindsay and I are gonna go home." <laughs> <laughs> It's a great plan. And I said it loud enough that I was hoping they heard, but I don't think you heard. So I kind of let the cat out of the bag. But, but then your wife's too nice. And she yeah, said, hey, and she goes yeah. and cleans it all up. I'm like, dude, that's not what a are problem. you doing? Messed up the whole plan. Yeah. No. Messed up the whole plan. Yeah. No, I just, I mean, I'll, I'll, 
what am I – I mean, I love the season of fall. Like, that's yeah. the biggest thing I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to, man, is I get to spend time with people in my favorite season. But if you're asking about, like, what of the three things that I – that we talked about earlier and I'm looking forward to, I mean, I love that I get to stay with ADT. That's awesome. Um, I love I love my job. Um, and I love – like I said, I love people. I love students, high school and middle school kids. Um, I, I love it. So getting to pour into them and, and – and, and, I want to be used by God to raise up a generation that, I mean, man, we're living in a generation of just like, just sissies right now, man, for lack of a better word. I mean, we have people that don't want to stand up for something because they don't want to offend somebody else. Yeah, right. And like, I was listening to a guy, um, his name, he's a senator from Missouri, he was listening to a podcast that he did the other day, and he said, you know, people are scared of masculinity. People are scared to what, of what it means to be a man. And it's because the image of what it means to be a man is so tainted by the the generation that we're in right now. And just the opportunity to get to say, like, hey, you can be a man and it be okay to cry. You can be a man and it's okay to be emotional or to admit that you don't know how to do something or to ask for help from somebody. I mean, because that's a, that's a completely lost ideology yeah and getting to exemplify that for some of the younger generation i'm excited about and then man it's like i was telling sam on our break a minute ago like um i'm excited about the idea of the school stuff just because i love to learn and the degree that i'm going for i i mean i get to step up and, and really stand in that gap and fight for some fight for some people that that can't fight for themselves so that that degree is going to give me the tool to do that I was about to ask you about that because it seems like, okay, previous law enforcement, now security, then you're going into um, law school. Mm -hmm. So, like, man, like, your mission didn't change. Like, you're still doing the same thing you set out to in all three phases of what you're doing in life. That's crazy. But I love that because that means, dude, you're hyper-focused. You know what your calling is. You're passionate about it, and you're going towards it. Yeah. I mean, I'd wanted to be a cop since I was five. Like, that was all I ever wanted to be as far as I could remember. So it was, like, completely shocking to me that whenever God was like, hey, uh, turn your stuff in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. This is all I've ever wanted to do. And But God gave me a heart to stand in that gap. And, and I always would tell people, like, whenever they're like, why do you want to be a cop? Like, you're never going to make any money. You're going to have a bunch of health problems. You're probably going to have a drinking problem. Like, they gave me this big old list of negatives to try to steer me away from it in high school, especially in high school. I'm like, yeah, but somebody's got to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, somebody's got to do it that has their head on straight. And I definitely don't claim to have my head on straight, but someone's got to do it. Yep. And, and yeah, I mean, God didn't take that away from me because right. whenever he's saying he's telling me, hey, get out of this, I'm like, hey, I'll do what you say, but keep letting me stay in stuff where I get to stand up for people. Yeah. So I love that, man. So what's your – I mean – I know you're going to simplify this in an awesome way, but like, what's your <laughs> goal with law school? Like, what what's the end goal? Like, what are you hoping for, man? Man, so I don't completely know, um, honestly. Uh, I've I've thought about going back into law enforcement on the prosecution side, um, but I've also thought of some civil stuff too. Um, I think the prosecution is probably more likely. Uh, I w- I was a victim of some abuse as a child, and um, that. I think is where that heart to protect people that can't protect themselves came from. And man, I mean, I just want to hunt those that need to get hunted. Honestly. I mean, if you're like, what am I want to do with it? I'm going to find a way and a reason to put some of these guys where they need to go. 
and that's why I think the prosecution is probably more the more likely outcome. I can see so. the fire behind your eyes as you're saying that. Do get me pumped up. I'm, I'm like, trying to oh. I'm trying to stay politically correct on a podcast, <laughs> man. I really am. <laughs> so I'm like I'm thinking about what I'm saying as I'm saying it. So that is awesome, man. I was just saying the other day uh, about uh, I just ran into an old friend of mine, a mentor of mine, and we were talking about the old days and kind of reconnecting in that way. And, and you know, I kind of gave my testimony a little bit about how I was called out of law enforcement. God called me out of law, law enforcement to, you know, be a mentor and be a coach and a teacher to, to young young boys. And uh, I just I was, remember telling him, I was like, man, I was mad. Yeah, because uh, I was right where I wanted to be in law enforcement as a police officer. I was, I was in good shape. I mean, I, I was, I was doing what I wanted to do, and I was like, "This is no, this yeah. is what I want to want to do." Yeah, I was angry about it, but it turned out. I mean, I listened to what was being told to me, and I listened, and uh, it was the best thing I've done. Yep, man. And, I mean, and not to get too preachy, but like everything that co- cool that happened in the Bible was after someone submitted and said, okay, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, like I think about Jeremiah where he, I mean, God told him, hey, pick up that ox yoke over there and put it around your neck. Yep. And he was like, okay. And, I mean, that was how it was for me. Like, God was like, hey, uh, I know you wanted to do this your whole life, but I got something else for you. And I'm like, you're dumb. Yep. Like, I mean, I'm the guy that told God, like, you got that wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, I totally get that. Yep. But, it is a huge deal. It, it just because when you're when you're when you're faithful in receiving and then you go do doors open up. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I mean, I'm thankful that they have. Yep. So and I love that Derek touched on that. Just that your heart and your um, <clears throat> your your end goal your hasn't changed. Yeah. Your your why hasn't changed from the very beginning. From since you can remember from when you said, "Hey, I'm going to do this because I care about people and I want to be." in the midst of people and it's it's been different yeah absolutely <laughs> like yeah. you you've made jumps from different careers because you felt like that's the direction this is the direction that god's calling you but really it's it's stayed the same yeah when it comes and, to people and like that would be the biggest thing like i mean this is kind of a platform to use a little bit so i'm going to use it if that's okay yeah, come on because i think that there for i mean sam i'm sure you probably felt some of this too but like when when you leave law enforcement there was some negative to that with some guys that I, I went to the academy with and that sort of thing. They're like, well, did you fail? And honestly, I felt like I failed in a lot of ways. Like, I was embarrassed to talk to some of those guys for a while. And that would be the <coughs> biggest thing is, like, we need to see a culture change, not just in law enforcement, but just culture in general. Because we have, we're too quick to put that label of failure on people. And, um, man, that would be the biggest thing that I would say is just, like, don't don't tell somebody that they failed. Have faith that they're responding to the calling that they received. You know what I mean? Oh, I love it. And we mm-hmm. just talked about this in a previous episode, actually before you walked in the door, yeah. about how to treat people when they leave. Their, it was brokerage or whatever, but that applies to any business, any job, anything you're doing. It's how to treat people on the way out. Yeah, because so. mm-hmm. when someone leaves a, a, a location, whether it be a, a uh, real estate brokerage, law enforcement, or any other company, the automatic assumption is, well, what did they do? Why? And, and the, the idea of growth is not something that we get our head around of like, no, this person's just making a decision to grow and, and move on yep. and, and grow their horizon. Mm-hmm. And 
that I just think it's sad that we're at that point in our culture where we just we, we're too quick to put that negative context on. I mean, not just the idea of someone failing, but just negative in general. We focus on it way too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. There's too much joy and hope and peace, man. I'm telling right. you, dude. One of my favorite quotes is from a guy named Bob Goff, and if you've ever seen him, the guy's a complete goof. But one of the I thing, like him already. One of the <laughs> things that he says is, "Quit waiting for a plan and just go love everybody." Yeah. When you put a plan on it, you make it more complicated. Yeah. Like, and it makes it harder to execute. He's yes. writing that down. That is good. Make sure you put Bob on it, not me. <laughs> that's that's like correctly. way too smart for me to say. That's why I'm good at quoting other people, because then I sound smart. So. Dude, that's awesome. Man. <laughs> well, man, okay, so we've talked about your past, where you came from, who you are, talked about some hard times you went through, talked about what got you to today, starting a business to today, talked about your future a little bit. Yeah. What are some golden nuggets, man? What do you want to share with people, man? Man, I think that's just the biggest thing. I mean, we live in a a, a generation where we're so divided, um, and the divisiveness in this country is just scary, and it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And, I mean, just like, like in law enforcement, I felt it multiple times. I mean, you're dealing with people that are, like, flipping you off, and I don't like you, and just cussing you all this. And I'm like, dude, you've never even met me. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? And it works the same way with just us as people. Like, um, let's say Christians, since we're all, since we all are, I mean, Christians have a bad rap right now because of, we judge people for abortion or we judge people for other choices that they make as far as who they're going to enter into a relationship with. And like, that's not who we're called to be. We're not called to judge. We're called to love. That's right. And, um, that's, my wife is really good at reminding me of that all the time because I'm, I'm, I can get pretty judgmental sometimes and I can get pretty jaded and, um, she's, she's the, the reminder for me of, Hey, we got to be nice. We got to love people. And that's the biggest thing I could say is we're in a generation where we're literally conditioned to hate each other and, um, we need to stop. Yep. That's real talk, man. Cody, we appreciate you being on the episode today, man. Thank you for insights. Thank you for, uh, your heart. Thank you. Um, how can people find you, man? Man, I mean, it's super easy. Uh, they can call any of y'all and get my phone number. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but for uh, real. But for, yeah, for real, though. I mean, yeah, the, the easiest way is, I mean, you call ADT, you ask for an appointment, you're going to get me. I mean, my area okay. is pretty pretty wide. Um, I go from pretty much everything Plainview North all the way to Oklahoma and then New Mexico to Oklahoma going east to west. I keep leaning away from this microphone. <laughs> Your sound right. lady is going to be like throwing stuff at me in a minute. But um, so, I mean, my area is pretty wide. Um, now, I get paid more if they don't call ADT and I get the lead organically. So selfishly, somebody hey, reach out. Yeah, connect with somebody. Um, most, I mean, most everybody would probably have my number at this point. I mean, I've given it to Cali, you guys. I mean, AMC Mortgage has my contact info. Lano Construction has my contact info. Are you on social um, media? Not. Our social media policy is really weird. So okay. I'm, I'm not yet, um, but I've asked for the ability to do that recently because I've seen the success that you guys have had, actually. So not yet, but eventually I will. Okay. Personally, cool. yes, I am on social media, and people can absolutely hit me up there. Um, but as far as, like, a business page, I don't have that yet. But okay. Waiting for permission. Okay. There you go. Well, I love that, go. man. Good well, stuff. Want to say from all of us, man, 
congratulations on your endeavors. Thanks, man. Excited for what's to come in the fall with all those young young people whose lives are going to be affected in a positive way. Yeah. Excited for you being able to defend those who can't defend themselves. Appreciate and that. you taking the next step in that. And I uh, appreciate you being on the show, man. Yeah, yeah. keep pushing on. Absolutely. Thank you all. Thanks for keeping it real, Cody.